Hey everyone, welcome to the Wanna Be Balanced podcast. This is episode number 116, and I am Crystal Escobar. I'm calling this episode my ego because I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more on the parts of me that I feel are dying off, and a lot of it has to do with my ego, not saying that I've conquered it at all, but I'm starting to have some understanding around what I have been experiencing over the past few years and why it has been so incredibly challenging. (laughs) So I'm breaking it down into little bits and pieces and that's what this podcast is for. It's for me to be able to kind of document my journey. So let me just give you a little update on some of the things that I'm up to lately because I'm kind of excited about my new summer routine. A lot of episodes I've talked about how I go back and forth with having a routine or trying to go with the flow a little bit more, be a little more spontaneous and not having such a strict schedule. But I feel like I've been going back and forth with this whole idea for many years because I can't quite understand whether or not it is a good thing to have a schedule and a routine or if that hinders me from being spontaneous and going with the flow. So I've kind of been playing around with different approaches for many years and it's been fun. It's it's been a way for me to really experiment with all different ways of going about my day, going about my life. And I'm back to the idea of a routine being a good thing based on my many years of experimenting with all different ways of doing things, I always come back to wanting to have a routine and a schedule. Every time I go off of my routine and schedule, I feel like I waste a lot of time. I'm, you know, experimenting with it, thinking that, okay, what if I just let everything go and go with the flow? It's been great to experiment with this approach, but And I think it's all been part of my process for me to just let go of everything and try that out for a period of time for a season, if you will, because maybe it's all about seasons. And I feel like right now, the season that I'm in is more of like the spring season, which is exactly the season that we're in. We're going into summer now. Summertime season has always been the time to just relax and be a little more like go with the flow. But I always get really overzealous with my (laughs) desire to schedule out my summers and my days because I feel like that's the only way I can stay above the chaos that tends to unfold when all of the kids are home. So I am back to a really good routine and I love it. I'm feeling so accomplished and you know, surprisingly, I'm getting enough sleep, even though the kids are going to bed late, but I'm still waking up just a little bit early before the kids wake up and have my little morning ritual and routine. And I actually want to make a YouTube video sharing what my summer routine looks like. If any of you are interested, I'll be working on that soon. It'll go up on my YouTube channel, Want to Be Balanced. But anyway, part of my goals around having a routine is to do certain things every single day or every single week. And one of them being my podcast. And I have been fairly consistent with putting up my podcast, but I've been going through 
different phases, different seasons, and also experimenting with, okay, what if I just take the pressure off of having to do a podcast every single week and I just allow myself to record a podcast when I feel inspired to share something. And that's been great for what I was going through over the past six months or so. But now I'm just ready to like flip the switch back to, all right, I'm back to a schedule. I'm back to a routine. I'm back to being consistent with certain things, but I have also taken the time to really evaluate my life and decide what things do I want to let go and what things do I want to be consistent with. And the podcast is the number one thing that I'm going to choose to be consistent with, not necessarily for the sake of showing up for all of you guys, although I do appreciate that you guys listen, but it's actually more of a personal goal of mine. I want to stay in this flow of expression. And I feel like if I were to allow myself or give myself permission to not do a podcast every, you know, whenever I decide not to, then I will easily get out of the flow or the habit and One of my favorite quotes by Les Brown is, what you don't use, you lose. I'm afraid of if I'm not consistent with putting out these podcasts and expressing my thoughts and all of that here on the podcast, then I will lose my ability to express myself in an effective way. Because when I first started doing, well, it started with live videos on Periscope and then turned into Facebook Lives and then turned into my podcast. So when I first started doing that, it was very uncomfortable. I was so nervous the whole time. I had a really hard time expressing my thoughts because I was so in my head about it, so nervous. And I feel like I've really grown and come a long way in this area and I don't want to lose it. So I'm going to continue being consistent with putting out these podcast episodes every single week And I have a lot of thoughts and things going on in my mind. So I can't really use the excuse of, well, I don't really have anything to share because there's always things I can come up with to share because I'm constantly learning, constantly pondering and constantly experiencing different things that I can absolutely share here on the podcast. So just wanted to let you guys know of my goal around that, my summer goal, but I am always open to reevaluating things. So for the time being, the podcast feels like the place that I want to put my time and energy into among other things, but this is probably, I've let go of a lot of things, you guys. I've let go of Instagram for the most part. I post here and there, but I was very dedicated or I guess you could also call obsessed with Instagram for quite a few years, really trying to master it in a way, I guess, like master the algorithm, master the, you know, I, I wanted to conquer that, like become an Instagram influencer with so much engagement and so many followers. And that was my obsession for quite a while. And of course, I thought it could be a way for me to make my own income, but turns out that's not really the right fit for me. And it really was something that hindered me in a lot of ways. And that's what I'm kind of going to talk to talk about right now. Comes right down to my ego and why things have been so challenging for me over the past few years is really, it all comes down to me resisting 
the changes and resisting the unraveling of my ego, letting go of so many of the things that gave me the false sense of value and importance, not really understanding my value without any accomplishments, titles, or possessions, or number of followers, or (laughs) all of that, the engagement. I did not know who I was without all of the things. I, I took pride and felt important and really valued through a lot of different endeavors, like one of them being a Mormon. I really thought that that was something to be very proud of. Like I was part of the elite because I had found the one and only true church in the entire world. And I was part of it. And, you know, like running a marathon, serving a mission made me feel special. Like I was one of those few women that served a mission and it gave me that sense of value because of all these things that I did. And then, you know, being a mom and then homeschooling and choosing natural birth and then the social media likes and followers. And then also it turned into being post-Mormon. Like those were all of my titles and accomplishments. I felt like I was really proud of the fact that I was a post-Mormon and I had left the church that I was brave enough to leave the church and I figured out all these things, you know, I just... I'm finally realizing that what has happened is I'm letting go of these things and it's been really hard. It's almost like I'm going through withdrawals, which is funny because I'm actually decided to quit coffee. I'm only on day two, but yesterday I had a really bad headache and I was so tempted to just have a little bit of coffee so that I could get rid of the the headache, but I've been actually trying really hard to cut down on my caffeine intake for the last six months or so. And I've gotten down to like a half a cup every day. But even that half a cup that I was still having caused, and then going one day without it caused me to have a really bad headache the entire day. And then I did actually try to quit a couple months ago. Um, and I had a really bad headache for like three days. I thought I had COVID actually. I kept telling John, I'm like, I think I have COVID because I had all these like weird symptoms and you know mainly a headache and felt it was awful but then when I googled it I realized that oh it's because (laughs) it's because I'm going off coffee I had no idea that going off coffee or caffeine would have that much of an effect on me so that was a whole experience but then Tinkerbell died and all these other things happened that caused me to feel very stressed and I just kind of threw in the towel I'm like whatever nothing matters anymore I'll just drink my coffee whenever I want and so I got back into the habit of drinking coffee and then you know little by little I've been cutting back but yesterday and today no coffee so I'm really proud of myself for uh, for doing it because I really think that coffee for me I just I'm not going to say I'm quitting forever but I at at this time right now, I feel like I might feel better. I might get better sleep and I might have more steady energy during the day if I can just go off caffeine altogether. So that is my goal. So back to this whole withdrawals that I'm feeling around quitting coffee, I can really apply that to what I'm experiencing because it's as if I am going through withdrawals around letting go of my old self like no 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 that's I'm addicted to my old self and the old things that used to give me that 
sense of importance and kind of give me that hit of dopamine and made me feel confident for a moment. Like I was somebody, I was doing amazing things in my life and leaving the Mormon church and then turning 40. There's a lot of things that I've been trying to detangle. I almost like to imagine that I'm detangling a huge strand of Christmas lights. And at first it seems overwhelming. Like there's no way I'm going to untangle all this. You almost want to just throw it out. But little by little, I'm beginning to make progress and even feel kind of like an enjoyment around it, like a meditative practice around it. Meaning it's like I've decided to just enjoy the process of unraveling the, the Christmas lights instead of being frustrated until I can finally unravel it all. So I'm trying really hard to just appreciate and enjoy every experience. And I feel like recently I've been able to flip a switch. Not like I have conquered everything, but somehow I've just decided to flip that switch and no longer, Sean and I together have decided that no longer are we going to talk about Mormonism. And no longer are we going to engage in a conversation that has anything to do with negative things. So I have found myself, and I'm so proud, like just the other day, I was like, oh, I'm just kind of bugged about, and he's like, what? And I'm like, nothing, never mind. I'm just not even going to put any energy there. I'm, I'm going to stick with our goal to not talk about negative things. And if I need to work through any negativity that I'm feeling, I'm going to go do that on paper and get it all out there because I don't want to bring other people down with me as I express these negative things that are going on inside me. So it's been really, really good for me and for our marriage, for our relationship. And I just feel like I'm not spiraling downward when I, by, by not engaging in these negative thoughts and, you know, not putting any energy there, if a negative feeling or thought comes to my mind, I just, I've gotten more disciplined around the, not spiraling downward with that thought. Trying to let that go has been extremely challenging, but I am seeing so much progress that I'm making and I'm so excited about it. It was as if I wanted to play the victim for a while, like, oh, I'm get, I'm aging, I'm getting old, I can't have kids anymore. I, you know, poor me, pity party. And I was blaming Sean for a lot of my unhappiness and it was causing a lot of stress in our marriage. And <laughs> we just had a conversation like a month ago and he's like, you know what, Crystal, you got to stop blaming me for everything. And... Usually I get really defensive when he tells me things like that, but this time I was like, yeah, he's right. I am blaming him for everything that has possibly gone wrong in my life, and that's not fair. <laughs> so he was absolutely right, and I it finally clicked that I was playing the victim in a lot of ways and blaming him for for everything because he's like I'm the only one here for you to blame you know <laughs> I'm like you're right you're there and I just want to blame somebody and I might as well blame you so I have really started to have a lot of aha moments recently a lot of realizations a lot more clarity and a lot more relaxing 
and not feeling so much fear. Fear was like my main enemy. I was fearing everything, fearing that I was getting older, fearing that I never accomplished enough in my life, which all comes back down to the whole ego-driven way that I was living my life. And I genuinely did not know that it was ego. It's really about getting honest with myself. I've admitted here and there that, yeah, I like attention. And I really wanted to believe that, no, it all comes from this genuine place of wanting to help others. And, you know, I know that is part of it, but I think my ego was really the one running the show. And I didn't want to admit that for a long time. So I'm finally humbling myself enough to realize that I was addicted to getting attention from people. I desperately wanted to be like YouTube famous or Instagram famous. Like that was like, I just thought for sure that's where happiness is. Like if I could just get that, then I would be so incredibly happy. And I was never able to really achieve that in my eyes. It was never good enough. No matter what kind of influence I had, it was never what I wanted. I wanted it bigger and more and better. And it just was never enough. And there was no happiness in it. (laughs) It's funny because it kind of reminds me of how we're always saying that money doesn't buy happiness. But then we're also left wondering then why are so many of us desperate to get that? And I just think it all comes down to the fact that we truly do believe that people who have more money or more success or more fame, they are truly happier than others, no matter how much evidence we are given, you know, with the tabloids and all of that. We know that with money and fame, there's a lot of issues that these people deal with as well. So we just need to get that out of our, out of our heads that all of, that's where happiness lies. Happiness lies, for me, I'm starting to realize, is from just being honest and understanding what the ego is and what confidence is. I have a list that I found from Jay Shetty's book, Think Like a Monk. His book is a book that I'm really diving into and really studying a lot right now. And I'm doing this new thing where I don't just like listen to a book for the sake of, okay, I just read another book. So what I've been doing lately with the books that I'm reading is I'll listen to each chapter like five times. Sometimes I'll listen to on speed. The fifth time I listen to the chapter, I'll take down some notes. So I'm trying really hard to fully absorb the books that I'm reading as well as practice my ability to focus because there's been a lot of times where I'll be reading a book and I have no idea what I just read. (laughs) I'll be reading a book for like 20 minutes and I'm like, what did I just read? So that is a new goal of mine is to practice getting better at my ability to focus and to really absorb the things that I'm reading and listening to. So that's my new thing. But anyway, in this book, he breaks down the difference between ego and confidence because sometimes we get those two confused. So the ego wants everyone to like you. And that's definitely been a place where I've been operating the majority of my life. (laughs) That was like my number one goal. I just wanted everybody to like me. And that's why social media seemed like the perfect place for me to get that kind of love and praise from as many people as possible. But the confidence or high self-esteem or healthy self-worth 
is just fine if people don't like you. And I'm learning to get better at that. (laughs) I've been forced to learn how to get better at that because by speaking up about leaving the Mormon church, I've found that uh, I've kind of ruffled a lot of feathers and I'm not the most popular person anymore because I've chosen to not be so political and I speak my mind a little bit more. I'm getting better at being okay with people not liking me because of who I am, what I believe, and what I decide to speak up about. Okay, the ego thinks it knows everything. Confidence is when you think you can learn from anyone. Ego wants to prove itself. Oh my gosh, boy did I want to prove myself. That was like all I ever consumed my mind and my energy with was proving myself. I wanted to be the best of the best, the best Mormon, the best mom, the best wife, like the healthiest. Like I just wanted to prove myself. And that was my main driving force was my desperation to prove myself. But of course, confidence just wants to express itself, which, you know, sometimes I find myself teeter tottering between these two. It's not all ego. I do love to express myself. So uh, ego fears what people will say and confidence filters what people will say and that's been a whole new territory for me is learning how to filter out the things you know what people say and not take things personal Uh, okay then ego compares to others compares themselves to others and confidence compares themselves to themselves ego pretends to be strong confidence is okay being vulnerable ego wants people to respect them and confidence respects self and others. So I liked that list of defining the two, the difference between the two, because I've always wondered like, how do you be confident, but not self-absorbed? And how do you have a good high self-esteem, but not think you're better than other people? I never could really understand how to find that balance but I'm learning better late than never, right? <laughs> but I do feel proud of the, the progress that I've made. And I think really what explains my whole midlife crisis is my ego and the old parts of me dying off causes me to panic. Like, oh no, what, what's happening to me? I don't recognize myself anymore. And that can be a little bit scary, but I'm learning how to let those things go and to find happiness and peace in different ways, much, much different ways. And it's, I'm actually feeling like I've literally been able to flip that switch, even though all this time I've known, like, all I have to do is just flip the switch. I know it's a choice. I know it's a choice. And I just couldn't get myself to choose better thoughts or choose not to be the victim anymore or to choose not to blame Sean for everything. (laughs) So it's been a long time coming, but I feel like I'm finally understanding more of what's been what I've been going through and things are starting to make more sense and I'm just feeling a whole lot better and a whole lot more confident and less driven by my ego. So thank you guys so much for listening and like I said, this is my new habit, my new routine, and I will absolutely be sharing another podcast next week. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.